Howdy, and welcome back to Pointer Rentals The Front Porch. If you haven't stopped by before, you can find the rest of our conversations with pointers and friends in the rental industry at pointerrental.com porch. I'm Lauren Jewell, and let's get started. Welcome to The Front Porch with Lauren Jewell. So today we have our good friend in software implementation and training specialist, Christian Pisano with us. Christian, glad to have you here today. Thanks, Laura. So um, yeah, we'll just get into some basic questions about you. Uh, who are you? Where are you from? And what is it that you tell people that you do um, here at Pointer Rental? Yeah, so um, as your introduction um, suggests, I'm a software implementation specialist at um, Point of Rental. And um, what I do is basically install, project manage, um, and train our customers across our suite of four products um, over here at Point of Rental, including Essentials, Elite, Expert, and also Serenx as well. Right on. So um, where are you from? Um, so I'm from Melbourne, Australia. Will you please name as many marsupials as you can think of off the top of your head? Um, okay, so we've got a kangaroo, we've got a... Wallaby, um, koala, uh, wombat, um, a bilby, a bandicoot. It's probably about it that I can think of. Okay, I've never heard of a bilby <laughs> or a band bandicoot. Bandicoot. A ba- bandicoot. Did you ever play Crash Bandicoot uh, back in the day? No, no, no. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> early, early PlayStation days. Oh, okay, gotcha. I take it Brian has played it based on his reaction. It was a great game. Great game. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess I'm just out of the loop there and did not have a great childhood. <laughs> oh, well, we'll get past it. But that's impressive. I, I think you could have named maybe three of those. So I guess you you are actually officially an Australian then. Um, congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, let's um, get into talking about your career some. So what is it that you wanted to be when you grew up? Yeah, so actually when I wanted to, um, what I wanted to be was a sports journalist pretty much from when I turned 16, I started getting into writing and um, really liked sports. So um, sports journalism turned out to be the path I took when I left, um, when I left school um, and then didn't quite work out. So here we are. Gotcha. But so you did do sports journalism for a little bit then, is yeah, what you're saying? Yeah, so I, I, did, I did study it and then I took up um, quite a few internships. So that probably lasted a few years. Um, and then mm. I kind of got to the age of about 23, 24 and I decided, do I keep going down this, you know, part-time work path or do I try and find myself a, mm-hmm. an actual career now? So yeah, chose the latter. Well, I guess I've never really thought of this before, but I imagine sports journalism is kind of a seasonal job because not many sports are year-round unless you do do multiple sports or do you just do one sport that you... Yeah, so a, a lot of um, a lot of sports journalists in Australia, um, so we've got cricket, um, which is a summer sport, and then we've got Australian rules football, um, which is a winter sport. We've also got the tennis in the summer. Um, so a lot, a lot of the sports journos over here dabble in quite a few, few different sports. So that was okay. It's just, it's an extremely um, competitive industry, is what I'd say. Okay. Yeah. And you were like, I don't know if this is the future that I want for my life and the direction it's going. You were like, let's, yeah. let's kind of reroute 
my dream here for a little bit. Yeah, and it was especially a time, um, I don't know if it's the same in, in, in the States, but um, there were a lot of job cuts in journalism um, probably about five years ago. So um, it just didn't seem like a very, I, I just needed a stable career. So I just decided to right. try something different and it's worked out. So happy with that. Yeah, right on. I, I don't know if I can speak to the journalism career in America, but Brian was in journalism for a little bit, so he might be able to talk about that for a sec. Yeah, for sure. Even back when I was in school, it was one of those things in journalism classes, like the people that came in from the industry would just tell us about how, yeah, there's really no jobs, there's no future, everything's getting cut. Our newsrooms are half the size they used to be, and they're getting smaller. And it's like, okay, well, I guess I'm not going to go <laughs> into journalism. I'll go for marketing. Yeah. It's worked out pretty well. Yeah, absolutely. And the, the other thing I found was that there's always someone beneath you that is willing to work for free. So, so if, you try to pursue, if, you, if you try to pursue a full-time job, there was always someone there that was willing to do that job for free or not much money at all. So that's right, right. just pretty impossible. Okay. <laughs> it's part of the problem with having all these uh, kids having the same dream as you of uh, growing up and becoming a sports journalist. Exactly right. Uh, is that the only job that you had before you came to Point Reynolds, just doing sports journalism, or did you do any other kind of odd jobs? Yeah, I, I had a few. I had a few jobs um, when I came out of high school. I worked as a bartender um, for a couple of years, um, and then I helped out my mate's um, dad in his business. Um, he, he was in a tiling business. Um, did a few labouring jobs here and there, just part time, um, and then I got into the rental rental industry um, after I after I left journalism, um, and that's how I eventually mm -hmm. got to the point of rental after that. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So of all of those jobs you had before point of rental, which one was your favorite um, and why? Yeah, so my favorite one was actually when I was working in journalism. Um, my, so my Australian rules football team, I got to do a, an internship for for a year, um, and that involved... Um, writing post-match articles, um, interviewing players, coaches, um, sitting in the in the media room during games and getting free food. That, that, that was my favorite part of that job. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, yeah no, that, that was a great experience. Getting to be a part of the, the entertainment industry and, and just being there and, and reporting on it. And yeah, and just, and I, I imagine you got to meet some of your favorite players. Absolutely. Just getting to do that yeah, as well. Just as a young guy working with the team you've growing up supporting your whole life. Yeah, that was awesome. Brian, did you have any more questions on, on that part there? Yeah, I just wanted to know how you went from sports journalism to the higher rental industry. That's kind of a weird transition. <laughs> yeah, so completely by accident. Um, so basically the day I decided to switch paths, I just jumped onto um, the our job-seeking website over here um, and just sent out my resume to literally every single ad out there. Um, and then I got a phone call from one in about a matter of two hours and he said, love your CV, um, would you like to start tomorrow? I'm like, all right, no worries. As it turns out, it, it was a rental company. Um, so I started out um, literally just data entry, um, just typing in contracts and then one thing led to another. So, and then I've just found myself stuck in the in the rental, rental industry ever since. So, by accident, not by design at all. By accident, right <laughs> on. 
Um, so throughout all of that process of just being in the rental industry, how did you come across Point of Rental? Was the company you were using a, a user or how did you, you find Point of Rental? Yeah, a little bit by accident as well. So um, the company I was working for at the time was a Syrinx customer. Um, so I guess I had that Point of Rental link there, but I, I never really used the support. Um, I always, I, I never really knew it was there. I was just kind of figuring out problems for myself and then one day I really needed help. So I went to the I went to the point of rental website, um, searched for the support portal, and then I'm, and then I just saw the little careers tab at, at the top of the website. And I'm like, I'll have a look, and then and then I just saw a job there for a trainer, and then um, applied for it. Again, the rest is history after that. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Here you are. Yeah. Well, great. So, what is something that you've been able to pull from your previous jobs um, that's just really helped you in your point of rental career? Yeah. Um. I'm a big believer that context is everything, um, and I guess my experience from the rental industry, so four years previous, um, definitely helps in terms of speaking to customers, training customers, um, knowing what they're trying to achieve, knowing what they want to learn. Um, that that experience, I think, is invaluable, um, and that's definitely helped me when I've delivered training to customers and then, obviously, support after that. Um, because I know, I just I, I kind of get what they're what they're trying to achieve at the end of the day, the end game basically. So a lot of just how to deal with customers and, and customer support from that. Yeah, absolutely. Thing. Yeah. So what is your favorite part of working here? Because you've been here how long now? Um, yeah, almost a year and a half now. Um, just just under a year, a year and a half now. Yeah. Oh, right on. So um, yeah, what's your favorite part of that? Um, favorite part of working at Point of Rental would definitely be, um, I guess, the, the global aspect of it. Um, you know, like teeing up a meeting with, with you guys and when I wake up in the morning and it's evening over in, over in the States. And, you know, um, I, I really get a good um, sense of, you know, just, just culture, um, different opinions about things. Um, and so working with my US colleagues and also my UK colleagues, that, that, that I definitely think that's the best part. Um, of course, I love my Australian team as well, but um, I guess the globalisation aspect of it is, is great because I've only really worked with companies that are, you know, just Australian companies. Right, yeah. It's it's exciting to get to say like, oh yeah, I have friends who I get to talk to every day. I have a call with the UK today or I've got a call with the American today. Like it just, it's kind of fun just to say that. And, definitely. And just to have friends around the world and like you said, get different opinions. Um, and perspectives there. Yeah. So that's definitely cool. So if you had an opportunity to actually go visit other countries, I know that Patrick mentioned that he came down to Australia to work with you. Have you gotten a chance to go anywhere else? Yeah, so when I, my first week at Point of Rental, um, I went straight to uh, the Dallas office. Um, so I spent a good week there, um, just learning the tricks of the trade. Um, that, that was really cool. Um, I got to spend a lot of time with with a, with a select few uh, guys, um, Ed Hewitt, Joe White. Um, so they they were great great help. Um, and yeah, so that 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 experience was invaluable um, when I first when I first came to Point of Rental. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think I remember we ended up taking you to Dairy Queen one day to to get you. It was called a Blizzard. It's basically right. an ice cream cup that we have, and it's a tradition where you like turn it upside down before you give it to them. So 
I think I remember you, you showing up there at Dairy Queen one day, and that's pretty fun. Because uh, to my understanding, they don't have Dairy Queen in Australia, correct? Yeah, we don't no, have yeah. Dairy Queen, correct. Do you ever get any uh, any questions about your Australianness? Being like, hey, you don't sound like you're from around here. It's, <laughs> it never gets old. <laughs> Especially um, when, I guess, daylight savings rolls over now. Um, our, I guess, eastern U.S. customers, so people from California, um, I mean, they, they're still working pretty much to our midday, um, so we sometimes get that rollover in communication with those guys, and they, they get pretty surprised when they hear my accent or, or Lloyd over here. It's, um, it's always funny. But again, that, that, bring, that brings up the, uh, I guess, the globalization aspect of our company. It's great that, I mean, even for our customers that they can speak to someone from a different area and get probably a different perspective on things. It's, um, it's definitely healthy, I think. At Point of Rental, we care about people and our four-legged friends. That's why we're proud to say that no animals are harmed in creating our rental software. You can rest assured that when you use Point of Rental software to manage your business, you're making the world a safer place for animals. How does it make you feel, Rufus? Why do you think Patrick said that we should talk to you? Um, so Patrick came down to Australia in late January. Um, we did an implementation together and a, and a couple of other trainings for uh, different customers. Um, and I think we just, we just hit it off straight from the start. Yeah, I guess if, if you're real big on cricket, um, and I just talked to Patrick, he's a really big baseball fan. Yeah. I assume, I haven't ever seen cricket played before, but I assume that there's quite a bit of overlap between the two sports. Yeah, the two, the, there are a, a lot of fundamentals that are, are the same. Um, obviously, we don't call them the same things. Like we have, I guess, the equivalent of a pitcher, the equivalent of a backstop, the equivalent of a, of a hitter. Um, the, the outfielders, all, all that's the same. Um, the concept is the same in terms of, you know, running to score. Um, only, uh, I guess, major difference is that three strikes you're out in baseball. In cricket, one strike, basically, you're out. Um, and I can't remember how many times you can get out in baseball. I think it's three or four. Um, different ways, I mean, to get out. Um, in cricket, there's 11. Oh, there's lots of ways to get out in baseball, too. It's just, they're pretty rare. Yeah, Most of them. it's um, a lot of the rules. It's a very complicated, complex sport, but once you get to know it, it's great. Like it's in the rules of the game, like you have to take a tea break? It's very strict. Yeah, you have to take that tea break. <laughs> really? They're, they're not animals. Gosh, you have to take your break for a tea. <laughs> every, okay, I can't get over this. Is everyone required to drink tea during this, or is it just like a... You're not playing it. Like, are they like making sure all the players are drinking tea? Um, so, <laughs> so because cricket was, I guess, invented in England, um, the tea break technically means like a. Uh, it's not actually drinking tea. Having said that, um, I did play cricket in England um, a few years ago, and they actually drink tea at their tea breaks. We we don't over here. So why do you play? Um, Cricket. Yeah. Do you play cricket? So I've been playing cricket since um, probably my early teenage days. Um, cricket's, as I said before, it's a great, it's a great social sport, um, and I especially love it because it's a summer sport. Um, so we play cricket during the, uh, well, we play on Saturdays um, during the summer, and 
generally, after you finish playing cricket, you crack open a beer. Christian, what is one stereotype you think Americans have about Australia that's true and one that is absolutely not true? There's definitely more that are untrue than true. The true one is that we love barbecues. Barbecues are, and especially with summer coming around, barbecues are a big thing. Um, The one that is untrue, and there's many to choose from, probably the one that irks me the most is that Foster's is not our national beer. I, I probably would not be able to find a Foster's if I went to the bottle store right now. It's, um, it's just not our beer. I, I, and every, okay. t- every time I go to the US, I feel like Foster's is on the shelves and it's, an, it's sold as an Australian beer, but can just uh, put that one to bed right now. No one likes Foster's here. Okay. Yeah. So what is the official beer of Australia then? Yeah, well, so we have, we have a few. Um, down, down in Victoria, we have Victoria Bitter. Um, and that, that kind of splits the population a little bit because you might, you either love it or you hate it. Um, so then we've got Carlton Draft. Every, every state kind of has their own beer. Um, so in South Australia, you've got your West End up in Queensland, 4X Gold. So, um, yeah, everyone, it, it, it kind of depends on the, the weather of the, of the states and how, how they're brewed, basically. And I guess to follow up, so being, you know, from Texas and a Texan, I think I might need you to define what you mean by barbecue when you say that you love barbecue, because we might be talking on two different playing fields here. Yeah, so (laughs) during COVID, I've been watching a lot of Netflix and I've been watching a lot of American barbecue shows and it kind of of similar. Um, I mean, generally, our typical barbecue would be a gas barbecue um, where we'd put like uh steaks on it um we call over there i think they call it a shrimp on a barbie we would we call them prawns um so we'd put probably a bit of seafood um sausages hamburgers um onions as well onions are a big thing on a barbecue over here um so i think it's slightly different compared to the barbecues i've seen and, and tasted in the u.s Want to help us change the world? Point the Way is Point of Rental's employee-led community giving program. We provide volunteer opportunities as a team to help improve our communities throughout the world. If you're a pointer, you can find out more about how we're helping this quarter, suggest ideas for the future, and connect with us on our internal Point the Way workplace page. If you're not, you can still see what we're doing by following us on social media. We're in the business of making better lives. So it sounds like you're into shows as well. Um, and I'm told you tried to catch one every weekend. Um, so what have you been doing since COVID hit? I, I, I can't imagine that you're doing that too much anymore. Yeah, it's been a really sad aspect of COVID. Um, mm-hmm. What I've been doing is not a whole lot. Um, watching a whole lot of Netflix, um, just catching up on old shows, old movies doing a bit of reading, um, working a whole lot, um, which has been a kind of a saving grace, I guess, um, because, yeah, with all this spare time, I honestly don't know what I'd be doing. So shows, uh, uh, Brian was the one who, who kind of told me to watch this, but just to clarify, when you say shows, are you talking TV shows or, like, live plays or yeah. what what kind of shows are you talking about? Yeah, so live, live gigs, um, so bands, I guess, um, yeah, music gigs. Um, do, music gigs. Yeah, okay, yeah. Gotcha. Definitely do like yeah, to live go. Yeah, music. Okay. Yeah, definitely do like to go see comedy gigs as well. 
Um, but obviously they're, mm-hmm. they're not going ahead as well. So I've been watching a lot of those on Netflix. So what is the best show that you've been to, you know, pre-COVID? Oh, that's a good one. Um, my favorite band in the world is the Arctic Monkeys. So I'm going to say them. Um, they, okay. they came down. That would to, make sense. Yeah, they came down to Australia um, playing their AM tour. And I flew to Adelaide um, to watch them because I missed out on tickets to the Melbourne show. Um, and I'm so glad I did it because Adelaide is a much smaller city. Um, the venue was much smaller and it was just, a, it was kind of like a private gig. It was awesome. Uh, so that's definitely mm-hmm. the best show I've been to. Uh, I know I've heard of Arctic Monkeys, but um, remind me, are they are they rock or are they indie or what kind of genre are they? Yeah, they're British pop rock, pop punk, I guess. Um, indie pop, you can put them in that kind of, yeah, genre. Okay, so I guess my only uh, follow-up question to that would really be, why is it not Taylor Swift? Taylor Swift comes a very close second. Very close second. Really? Yeah. Yeah? Definitely. Okay, tell me more. Why is Taylor Swift a close second? Um, so, it's no secret, at least here in the Australian office, that I'm a huge Swifty. Um, yeah? <laughs> so I, I've got a younger sister. She's three years younger than me. Um, and when I think her very first album came out when I was probably 17, she was 14 and we heard, we heard her first album. She was blasting it in her bedroom and I'm just like, you know what? That sounds all right. And then I just, I just, mm-hmm. I just secretly started listening on my headphones and then no, this, this, this girl's good. <laughs> and, yeah. then, and then, and then I had a few other mates that tagged along and now we've kind of got like a group of four guys and we go to every single concert that she comes down to. Really? <laughs> yeah. What? Uh, I've heard. I've never been to one of her concerts, but I've heard that she she just always puts on a great show, um, on just her showmanship. And I've just always liked. I think her her lyrics are always good. I don't know if she still writes her own music. Um, I'm not that much of a Swifty. Um, you might know, but she definitely uh, does. Yeah. Yeah. I just always like the lyrics. She does. Yeah. Oh. oh, I didn't know that. Well, then I can appreciate her a little bit more. <laughs> so yeah, she's pretty cool. Yeah, so when we talked to Patrick, um, he said that he'd been in a band for exactly one session, um, and you're apparently in the same club is what I hear. So what happened in your case? I can actually better him. I was in there for probably one song. Um, oh, really? <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I, How? Uh, we, we had this band in high school. that um, uh, There were a few guys that, that were really good at guitar, and they needed a bass guitarist, so I went out and bought a bass guitar. No idea how to play it, and then just rocked up, <laughs> rocked up to this session, <laughs> and I sucked. And I'm just, I'm, I'm staring down at my guitar, and I'm just like, no, this isn't for me. I'm out. <laughs> so then I sold it a couple of days later, and that's it. My, my music history. Yeah, I was gonna say, if only there were a uh, rental thing you could have done. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, that, that was, um, yeah, finished very quickly. I also hear that you like karaoke. Um, what's your go-to song? Um, no surprise, there's a Taylor Swift one. Um, okay. A lot of beers need to be had, though. Uh, so it's love, it's, it's love Story, Taylor Swift. <gasps> yes! Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm a fan of that <laughs> You sing that at karaoke? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. As I, as I said, it's, um, it's not a it's not a sober thing. It needs to be a few okay. a few beers down. It it brings the house down. 
Five important questions. Five important, five questions. important questions. Five important questions. All right, so we're going to move on to the five important questions section now. Sure. So, um, question one: What would you say is your greatest success in life? Something I'm really proud of is um, so I left uh, my job back in 2017 um, and went traveling around the world for six months, um, just just backpacking, um, and I did that all by myself. Um, so that was that was an awesome experience. I got to see pretty much all the states of the US um, and then went along Europe for three months and yeah so that's probably one thing I'm definitely proud of and something I'll never regret. That's so cool I, I've, I've heard of people doing that before but not like heard of people but not actually met someone who has actually done that and kind of backpacked around Europe and the United States. Um, do you have one quick story um, from your your trip uh, that you'd like to share? My my favourite thing I did was, um, so I'm a big Memphis Grizzlies fan um, in, in the basketball. So I, I went to Memphis for a week and um, got courtside seats for three of their games and just, just splashed out and absolutely loved it. There's so many questions. First of all, <laughs> who picks the Memphis Grizzlies as their first favourite team? Um, so... Yeah, simple story how that came about. I I loved basketball as a kid. Um, went to the sports store, bought a basketball, and you know how you can get those themes, uh, like those team basketballs, not just a generic one. And it was a Vancouver Grizzlies one. Uh, <laughs> I just liked the colours, and <laughs> then then they merged to uh, sorry they they just turned into the Memphis Grizzlies, um, and I've supported them ever since. I like it because no one else goes for them, so. <laughs> I can just high five. I can high five myself when we win. I don't know if that is what they want to be advertised as. <laughs> Root for us, and you can high five yourself when we win. <laughs> so, um, question number two. Just for the sake of time, we'll move on. I have a lot of questions, but we'll move on. Um, question two. What is your greatest fear? <laughs> greatest fear is losing my hair. I don't want to go bald. <laughs> Well, um, I, I guess it's good that, you know, wigs and hats are invented. Exactly. Um, so I'm just trying to just hold on case. to the little bit of hair I've got left now. Um, You've got plenty of hair Yeah, there. yeah. Well, I'm going okay for 29, but it's starting to thin out, and that's, that, oh, that's really starting to scare me now. If you could tell first day at Point of Rental Christian one piece of advice that would lead to becoming a successful pointer, what would you say? Gather as much information as possible. Take, take in everyone's advice. Um, and just be, be on the front foot with things. Um, I definitely think Point of Rental, um, and especially in Australia, we've got great leadership over here. Um, you do get recognised for your great work, um, your great knowledge. Um, so, yeah, definitely um, take in all the great information that you can um, because it would, it would definitely pay. That's some good advice. And, and be a great person as well. Um, definitely get on the front foot, speak to as many colleagues, get to know your US colleagues, your UK colleagues. I, de I definitely think that that'd be something definitely to do. Yeah. Yeah. Get out of your shell and, and talk to people. If you're in a global company, you know, make the effort to talk to people Absolutely. that are all connected to you. Yeah. Right on. What is your most embarrassing moment as a pointer? Most embarrassing, I guess, we did have this, um, we did this, team building session um, last month where 
we did a few challenges online um, and of course I got a challenge where I had to run downstairs, get a block of ice and carry it upstairs with two chopsticks. Now I don't even own chopsticks. Um, <laughs> so that, that was a challenge in itself. But what I did was I, and you had to do it in 30 seconds. So I ran downstairs, grabbed the ice bucket and of course in my hurry I tipped the whole ice bucket all over the kitchen floor. So I had ice everywhere. People are waiting for me to rush upstairs with this chopstick and ice. Um, uh-huh. I, I didn't appear for like two minutes, so people thought I might have like, flipped over and killed myself. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I had to trudge on over, say, sorry, guys, I've got to go clean the kitchen now. Uh, I, I apologize to tell you now, but apparently if you end up dumping the ice bucket all over the floor of the kitchen and you do not make it back in time for the chopstick ice carry challenge, which I'm still more interested in hearing about later, um, it, it is now a rule in Melbourne that you are sentenced to death for that. And it's, it's a bummer, just a little bit. Um, so what is your last meal and why? My last meal is, I reckon, a seafood platter. I love seafood. So, mm. yeah, just every type of seafood, just in a bucket, put it in there, a nice cold beer on the side, and probably probably with a view of the bay, and I'd be happy, I think. Yeah, definitely. Do they let you choose where your last meal is in Australia? That's the first person to come up with the location I <laughs> for their last meal. I was good, just going to ask which particular beer since you had made such a... I'd probably just have a Corona with a slice of lime, I think. Are there... I guess I do actually have a follow-up question to that again. What kind of seafood do you have? Like, is it largely, like, mollus, mollusks and, and oysters and, like, that sort of, like, squid and whatnot? Or are you just talking, like, fish and shrimp yeah. and normal... American I'm t- <laughs> seafood. <laughs> I, I'm, t- I'm talking the whole shebang. I'm talking um, squid, um, fish, um, prawns or shrimp. Um, oysters, definitely. Mussels. Um, what else have we got? A bit of crab, maybe. Lobster. Yeah, we've got some great fishing areas here. If it lives in the ocean and you can eat it, then he wants it on that platter. Exactly right. Yeah. If you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be? I take everything personally. I wish I didn't. Tell me something that you didn't believe when you were younger, but eventually came around on. I don't, I don't know if it's something I didn't believe in, but coffee. I didn't like mm. coffee until probably I started working. I never, I never liked the taste of it. Um, and now it's something I drink two, three times a day. Who was it that, like, introduced you to coffee and, like, got you into drinking it? Like, I know there yeah. was, like, for me, it was, like, I was in junior high, and it was just the cool thing to go to coffee shops. And so then it was, like, oh, you're not cool unless you drink coffee. So there was, like, that peer pressure. But I didn't know if that was the same in Australia. Yeah. Um, I was terrible at uni. So I, I, I was one of those people that left assignments to, you know, 3 a.m. Um, and... Mm. I thought, crap, I need to stay awake here. So I just, you know, made a coffee and, yeah, I guess the addiction started from that point. Tell me a secret about Point of Rental. I'll keep it G-rated. Um, so, <laughs> I'm joking. Well, now we need to hear both and we'll just cut out the non-G-rated one, I guess. 
Nah. Um, a secret about Point of Rental would be... So in, in the AU team, this is probably more for our customers that wouldn't be aware of this. Um, in our AU team, when we set a customer live, we have an internal rule within our little chat group that everyone must um, celebrate by sending a GIF. A GIF or a GIF? Now, that's, that's, a, that's another question. <laughs> um, but yeah, so everyone, it's just an internal rule. We need to celebrate by posting in a GIF. So every time you go live as a customer, that's it. That's how we celebrate. I like it. So what's the most recent GIF or GIF that you just sent? Um, <laughs> or a customer that's gone live? Um, or do you have one that you send every time? That's like your standard so mine, Christian's <laughs> GIF that he sends. I, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Mr. Bean. I'm, I'm a big Mr. Bean fan. Um, so mm -hmm. a, a lot of my GIFs center and Mr. Bean either like dancing or he, he's got a lot of movements. So I try, I've, I've exhausted my Mr. Bean library of gifts now. Okay. That's, you're, you're full of surprises. I would not have pictured you as a Mr. Bean fan. Okay. If you have, if, <laughs> Mr. Bean, Taylor Swift. If I ever get that question, who would you like to um, have a dinner with? Mr. Bean. Thanks so much, Christian, for chatting today. It really has been a delight chatting with you. Thanks a lot, guys. Yeah, so send Christians in love this week. Um, send him an old school email saying hey or send him uh, your favorite Mr. Bean gif or jif or tell him how to pronounce it correctly. Um, and just be epic and let him know that you care. So, yeah, thanks for listening today and we'll keep the porch light burning for you. Do they, like, take... Like bathroom breaks? Nothing I've ever done has gone to plan. What do you put on your meat then? Snakes coming out of the toilet. Christian radicalizes them into Australian sports. Kick the ball through the two big sticks. Really? I'm going to eat everything that's in the ocean. Definitely be a sponge. You can only drink so much, sir. I don't know who you heard that from. I definitely remember that day in the Yeah, Brian doesn't have very many expenses. Help! I think he's an interesting man.